you have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. It comes out in these locker rooms and shit. Like I've, I've heard bona fide stories, uh, verified stories of like the baseball team at Eastern all getting together and masturbating with each other in the same room. Mike. I appreciate the outfits that Peyton Stewart wore. He looked like an old school racist golfer. Like he, he wasn't a racist as far as I know, but you know, like the Vagger Bantz racist golfers of the old timey days. And Scott. In your relative relationships, do you have like artists, musicians, actors, actresses, da da da, that you just have both bonded over? In our and Stephanie and I's relationship, Peter Sarsgaard is just one of these weird outlying actors that we both like have a crush on. Taco Bell, welcome in. It's the Is It Safe Talk Show. Uh, I Luke's called this a bonus episode, but really it's just an episode of our show without Scott. Uh, I don't know if Scott even sh- sanctioned this edition well, of the show. Did no, he? I don't think Is he did. allowed? I, I don't know if he did. It's the middle of the week. Are we in trouble? It's the middle of the week, yeah, it's, so okay. it is, it's a, Thursday. It is a, We're, yeah. it's a bonus episode. It's bonus for me anyways. That's a bonus for me too, because we got on our old pal who is just a treat. He's full of comedic <laughs> wit and... He uh, he knows a lot about society. He's been around. He's no he knows a thing or two about deep philosophical issues. He could also talk about, you know, a split finger fastball. He could break down Mumford. the most detailed astronomical thing possible that I couldn't understand uh-huh. about you know time travel and wormholes and the reality of all that shit and fucking quantum physics. He could do it all. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the one and the only. Our dear friend Stephen Guile. Welcome into the show, Steve. Yay! What's up, you fucking miscreants? <laughs> <laughs> That's putting it mildly. There it is. Right <laughs> on- and, uh, <laughs> and greetings, comrade listener. Uh, what do you call listeners to the show? Like, uh, are they safe heads or like doomsday preppers? Men at work? <laughs> you can live in a bunker. You can leave your friends behind. <laughs> These are all good Wow, dude. Actually, um... <laughs> Yeah, we, I mean, the only thing we have locked in is that it's the Is a Safe Talk Show. That's the only thing we've really locked in. Otherwise, yeah, we got nothing. Yeah, we did talk about, we talked about, like, the, the people sending us, sending us emails as being, um, oh, what the hell was it? All right, what does Danny call us? Squid brains? Squids. Danny calls us squids. Later squids? He'll say, like, later squid brains or squids or something. I don't know what that refers to. He also says later boners, and that's just a dong reference, so I don't... Yeah, that's just a straight-up penis reference. That that sounds like hentai. You got all these tentacles and boners? (laughs) Archetypes. Here we go. You know, it's a bizarre world. It really is, because, uh, you know, anybody's listening to the show, if you have a penis, you've probably seen some hentai. Don't lie about it. Just be honest about (laughs) it. Accept it. If you've been on Reddit especially, there's a whole bunch of subreddits dedicated to it, but I actually don't know the origination of the term hentai. Do you know what that means or where it comes from? No idea. Yeah, neither do I. Why are there hey, multiple? Wow. Are, are there are, are there subgenres of hentai? I think it's like Pokemon. <laughs> There's like, you know, 48 <laughs> different kind of fucking Pokemon. There's like 48 different kinds of hentai. <laughs> it's got to be a system that's involved. Funny. Sure, why wow. not? Okay, that's fun. Yeah, that sounds like Something a good Something for time. everyone. Gates are open. We're in hell right now. Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, you know, so the big news right now, if you want to take it in that direction, Brittany Griner was released. She's going to come home. Hail to the chief. He's the one we all say hail to. We got a full on trade. We got a lot of podcasts have already done a lot of bad jokes about the deal being a trade and putting a terrorist to be named later <laughs> yeah, for this deal between Brittany Griner and what some people have labeled Victor Bout as the Merchant of oh. Death. Um, well, that that basically ruins all of my material. So, Steve, why don't you uh, yeah. go ahead and weigh in? That's why I tried to help you guys That's out. That's all I have. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, you got you got in the I way wanna, of that. Me I don't like want to bring up uh, John Smoltz and Doyle Alexander again, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that, yeah. that okay. one still hit close to home. Maybe the uh, Russ Wilson well, trade. Oh, that was bogus, but. I'm actually really excited because the Tigers made a trade last night for Justin Henry Malloy, the guy who I interviewed last month in his fucking living room. It was awesome. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, dude, yeah. that guy's coming. That guy's coming to Detroit. He's going to be a Tiger. It's so cool. I just saw your headline on Palazzo, like uh, on the YouTube channel. So who is this fella? Who's this young, who's this young buck? Go ahead, Steve. Tell me who he is. Uh, Justin Henry Malloy uh, is uh, playing in Arizona Fall League right now. That's all I know. Yeah, he was. He, the Arizona Fall League wrapped. He was an Arizona Fall League member on the Braves' behalf. He was also an all-star in the Arizona Fall League all-star game. But uh, he's been traded to the Detroit Tigers for <laughs> Joe fucking Jimenez. Go Tigers. And Justin Henry Malloy was... Henry Malloy had a tiny taste. By the way, the hyphen is on Justin Henry, not Henry Malloy. So I want to make... I learned that myself when I met him. I was like, oh, I assume the hyphen was on the name, the last name, but it's... Justin hyphen Henry. And he spells Justin with a Y. So I don't think we should begrudge him that. He's still a good dude. But I don't think it's his yeah, fault. He's a th it's not your Where's that? Oh, shit. I got to get that one. Uh, it's not your fault. I'll tell you this. He's a third baseman slash maybe a left fielder. And they gave up Joe Jimenez. They Plus, they got another asshole who I didn't even know who he was on the Braves side. So this is a, a great deal as a Tigers fan. I'm Go excited Tigers. because... I got to know this guy a little bit. He's only 21 years old. He was a stand-up dude. He invited me into his living room. Didn't even know me. I mean, that's wow. pretty cool. He, he showed, yeah, he really did. And he that just shows that shows an incredible level of uh, credulity on his part. <laughs> yeah. This maybe guy's a real dupe. <laughs> maybe maybe we need to question his like his decisions and right. But you that's know, as long as he's a good ball player, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, maybe. It, no, oh, wait, I hit the wrong button. No, I'm blowing the show. It's not your fault. There we go. Yeah, it's not your fault. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so he's a tiger now. I'm really excited about it. And uh, I told him, I mean, if, who gives a fuck about me? But I did hit him up. I said, you know, if there's anything you want to know or, you know, any type of offering of information, because oddly enough, I don't think of myself this way, but I'm twice his fucking age. I really, I'm 42. He's 21. I I don't think of oh. myself in those terms, but I am. Oh, man, I am I'm like 40. A, a guy who. <laughs> exactly that's right exactly so i did i'm a man i'm four i could i could i said hey you know if there's anything i can offer you i'm sure they, you know they got all the resources in the world and he's not officially a major leaguer yet either he's still got to make his debut and be a major leaguer he's technically a minor leaguer but uh i told him if there's anything i can offer him i would but pff, the fucking tigers they can give him the world on a platter what the fuck can i compare to that in terms of the resources i could offer him you know yeah you could show him around the city I'm sure you know spots that uh, some dope uh, works for the Tigers doesn't know. Like some guy That's who actually, just came out of, uh, you know, 
business finance degree and 30 years old working in the front office crunching numbers what's he doing for fun no on a Friday way. Night? yeah that's true he could be odds are he's super young and poorly paid right so he's fresh out of college because no one in the front office besides the gm and like the vice president are making real money right pretty much yeah you're right about that a, i've actually become more in touch with detroit shit tons of interns this is america jack <laughs> shit tons of interns that's that is major league baseball on the front office level that's for sure but i've become more connected to detroit over the last six months because i've been interning there and everybody all everybody we work with they're detroiters so i've actually reconnected with the city it's been kind of nice it's been refreshing luke you live there and you've already told your story many mm -hmm. times about uh you know uh, you know, you didn't love living there. There was a night where something. Oh no, no, we we no, to... we love we loved it. It's just a matter of looking at. You got to look at things. You didn't a stay couple of years. Yeah, you got to look a couple of years down the road, and you're like, all right, well, uh, if and when we have kids, which is now reality, like, where do we send them to school? Don't be that guy. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's fair. It's the infrastructure is terrible. The that's city totally fair. Are actually, not awful. Schools are uh, shit. The, the schools are total shit. In the winter, I was on. A, I lived. I lived on a block with a bunch of, um, a bunch of people that were older than me, so a few elderlies, uh, elderly types, and they couldn't get out of their fucking driveways. Elderlies. Yeah, elderlies. <laughs> that's like somehow that sounds inappropriate, but we had. You know how we got our uh, call nine Our snow shovel. The snow shovel service was only through the Facebook page like the community facebook page which nobody actually told us was a mechanism for donating to the oh, wow. fund for city services so like non-city services but like private services to handle the city's dirty business so yeah that i Good that what? to me is just sitting on ass it's different if it's just me and Kristen, but you know i mean uh it's just more or less horrible and it wasn't that was never going to change so it's just one of those things, you know, it was, it was a fine, it was a fine neighborhood, really liked the neighborhood, but we also, you know, got woken up by gunshots a few times, uh, had some barking dogs that were chained up in their kennels out, you know, in the backyard and like sub-zero temperatures and it just is. Fuck you, dickhead. So yeah, not interested. Where was this? Man, I'm glad East English I Village. that guy. East English okay. Village, just north of Gross Point. So, like, just north of Mac Avenue. So, it's, like, right where that dividing line between Detroit and uh, Gross Point is. Understood. Very close to Kaju Cafe. So well, the white people there? feel safe. They're like, hey, we're still close enough to Gross Point, but it's technically Detroit. We feel safe. You know, what do these white people do? So, Well, you know, the, the neighborhood that was in was um, through the, you know, the 2008 crash and whatnot. It was considered fairly resilient up until that point uh, and that's when people started to leave but the neighborhood was known for or famous for at one point the number of uh people that worked at the uh the fire department and people that were you know cops working in like local precincts that actually were living in the neighborhood so there was like this, there was a sense of community in that way and like kind of connection to that uh, that type of in infrastructure and they just started to spill out and leave after the 08 09 crash so it's like michigan staten island yep Child that's exactly please. right but it wasn't <laughs> without the i think without the the character of staten island 
I think it was. I think it was muted. I think it was a little more. Um, yeah, I don't think it had some kind of. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't think of exactly how to say it, but. White people only live in like four neighborhoods of Detroit, don't they? Isn't that true? Uh, These days, because they, oh, because they, oh, it's so bogus. It's just so bogus, man. Over the last six, seven years, and I mean, you know, Steve used to live with us in Michigan, so Steve's down in the South now. He's been there, for, man. You've been in the South for a long time now, Steven. I think yeah. about it. Shit. Oh, it's he's been a long time. <laughs> Tell us about a forest escaping from Shiloh. <laughs> no, I got to do it with my Ken Burns voice. Tell us about a, a forest escaping from Shiloh. <laughs> Steve, Steve sent me in. Uh, uh, is that us? Was that I'll our text thread? The three of us? <laughs> not, not. Yeah, I think I sent you uh, some like raw Shelby foot video. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I will expose you to the most horrendous form of warfare that I know of. So run, old <laughs> hell. If I was an old hare, I'd run too. It ain't all valor. That's fucking amazing. Oh, so good. <laughs> I want. I I woke up the other day and I saw that video in our text thread. It was Shelby Foot. This is from the Civil War. PBS series by Ken Burns, the esteemed Ken Burns, of course, who is famous now for the PBS documentary. And it was like Steve said, it was raw footage of Shelby Foot. Just talk. <laughs> Ken Burns would just ask him, talk about raw foot. Uh, Bull Run. Yeah. <laughs> raw. It was raw Shelby Foot who talked. Give us a little bit more Shelby Foot, please. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Oh, oh. Uh... And, and, and the soldier was walking in the woods, and there was an owl, and the owl said, who? <laughs> and the boy said, trembling with fear, why, it's me, sir, John Elbert, a friend of yours. It's <laughs> 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 wild anecdotes. <laughs> like, he yep. was fucking there. We got uh, to attorney at my work. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> exactly. He's... He sounds so much like that that uh, other attorneys that also have Southern accents call him Foghorn Lawhorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's exactly I love his voice. Though. Like. I, I would listen to him yeah, read audiobooks all day, but yeah, it's so good. I listened to about 20 minutes of that when I woke up the other morning. I truly did. I, I just couldn't stop listening, and I had to like go to work, and I was blowing off work. I was an hour late. I truly was. I just, just I like I didn't there want to stop go. listening to Shelby Foot talk about Classic. like he like he was literally there for every one of these stories that he told about the Civil War. Say, boy, you cover. I say you cover about as much as a flapper skirt in a high wind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, the story, they're really good. I don't, it was entertaining. Nothing beats like an 1860s idiom. Nope. <laughs> that's Flappers the best part about what you said. Win. Yes, that's the best part about the whole video is because, as Steve said, it sounds like he was, Ken Burns asking him, like he was literally there. Like not, <laughs> it wasn't handed down. It's like Shelby Foote was there in 1863 or 1861. And uh, he, he's going to tell you now. This is not tertiary or secondary <laughs> sources. This is a primary source. <laughs> oh, uh, while we're on the subject of uh, Shelby Foot voice and Steve knows quantum physics, uh, I have to take umbrage, now. sir. I'll take <laughs> umbrage with Luke's indecorous, indelicate, ignorant slander of Interstellar. 
Oh, here we go. Hell yeah. Uh, a throwaway line a couple episodes ago about uh, very throwaway. Luke's got a million knocking. Not, yeah. I got a billion. He's got a million comments that he can't even remember. He, if you bring it up to him, he's like, Did I say that? Yeah. And then it's like, uh, What? No, I didn't mean that. That's no, I love that movie. Uh, uh, kidding. I, I, I that that movie, Steve. Let me allow me to explain a little bit. That boy, maybe you can maybe you can fill in some blanks for me. Plot wise, there complete it is. nonsense, total nonsense. Uh, form wise, I really loved it and was kind of like uh, I I remember describing it as I was like literally like edge of my seat, like I was like white knuckling the edge of the sofa because I was I I thought it was legitimately tense. I thought the entire experience of the movie is great. And then I just, um, I don't know. I think, I think it just wore me out. I think it wore me out with its insanely, uh, overindulgent, uh, <gasps> it is nonsense towards the end. I, I felt like I, I fucking, I hated it towards the end. I just, but I, I loved the, the whole ride up, up to it. And, you know, I think, I think Nolan's a great filmmaker, but I just think Nolan has like a, I don't know. I think he has like a child's understanding of the world. I think he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, have you have you watched the Batman movies like in the last ten years? They're they're fucking ridiculous. They're so they they're so bad. They they don't hold up to literally anything. It's, they're such a product of the moment. No, I just the only issue I took was uh, you said it wasn't made by geniuses, and literally the story was by Kip Thorne, author of ah. Black Holes and Time Warps. I want to hear, <laughs> I want you to hear what this book sounds like when it hits my hand. It's that's a it's fucking trade paperback too. It's okay. not even hardcover. So do you feel uh, like the only the only science that was fudged in Interstellar was uh, in order to get the time dilation that Christopher Nolan's script wanted. Uh, Kip Thorne had to model a black hole that was spinning near the speed of light, which is possible, but not likely. But because uh, they wanted the black hole to look like a regular black hole, they uh, use studio, uh, like fucking industrial light and magic computers that are better than what the physicists are using to model the black hole. So he got access to like actual, uh, like, fucking crazy equipment to model a black hole and then when they image the black hole in real life uh for the first time if you look at the images side by side they're fucking identical so the only wow, thing that would have changed dude. uh with the only thing that would have changed with the higher spin rate of the black hole was that the image would have been more distorted and that's the only thing they fudge is the black hole well, was spinning at that well, rate that's, in the movie, that's but... my problem that's my problem it was distorted <laughs> outstanding outstanding work that's all true yeah. that's what i love about it and, and that really even, pushed me out the only the thing i know is that that's the only thing i know about that movie is that it was really because i you know i watched this the only reason i know it is not because i read kip thorne's book i watched the fucking <laughs> it's not uh, what is it cinema sins i watched the cinema sins video where they uh. had neil degrasse tyson on and he would every time the cinema sins guy wanted to rip on that being an absurd point neil degrasse tyson would jump in with a voiceover that says actually blah 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 and i was like oh shit wow this is great so yeah oh, we got a badass over here that's yeah, right um i, I honestly that's guys, I, mild, eh? I actually didn't watch the movie i just watched like the trailer <laughs> there it is there we go great yep this is all for also there's a, but i do like I, that uh, thank you uh thank you for filling in those blanks 
I also read the companion guide. Uh, it's something like the science of interstellar by Kip Thorne. Mm, wow. It's, it's great. It goes they through really the whole tried. story. By yeah. Far, they they tried to make that movie film? for like, uh, yeah, he, he'd been like pitching this to Hollywood for like 25 years or something before it finally got made. So, it's not your fault. so what about, okay. So I'm what glad about they waited until they had the tools to actually model a black hole based on the mathematics. That's, okay. All right, that's amazing. Pretty cool. We can always, uh, we can always you don't take get a step that kind back. of effort. Yeah, yeah, you can always take a step back and relook at your look at your opinions of, of mine. Many are terrible. However, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about what about something like Inception? Now, I don't feel like we'll have any disagreement here. That one's a real turkey. Well, I mean, it's a real it's, fucking turkey, right no there. No one's saying, but no, I don't think Steve's <laughs> going to chime in and say it's based on science or like real legitimate. <laughs> I think that There's would no be book. the step up. No I, think, I, know I think Interstellar is the is it's like uh, Inception is like the baby step to Interstellar using all of the tools that he he uh, perfected in Inception, which looked great and all that. But you whatever, know, scientifically, what I'm saying is, that? I can whatever Steve is telling me, I'm just going to take his word for it. I don't know who this Kip Thorne guy is, but whatever, sounds like a pretty smart dude. Uh, I would just trust him in general. And I think uh, the one movie was a garbage heap that he stepped on to get to the the other one. Well, that's fine. Lock it in. Yeah. Inception, though. Like the, uh... I saw it f- four times in the theater. <laughs> wow. wow, dude. I was really into it. Yeah. I know you were. Wow, I remember you were the dude. one that was... you were the one that was, was most big... excited. Oh yeah, I was really into it. I I I don't know. It was 2010. I just turned. Th- it was around a turning 30 years old. I was graduating college. I don't know. I, I forget all that shit though. I just I was mesmerized by it, and I really enjoyed it. But I don't know if I feel the same way 12 years later. And what I think of actually now that you're here on the show, Steve, right now in front of us, it actually reminds me of something you told me a few years back that I constantly think about whenever I'm watching a movie or I'm thinking or talking about films. And that was that most modern actors of the day, the biggest ones, they're all child actors. They all started out as child actors and they just kept on going. Christian Bale, Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception. I'm like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is co-star. Fuck. I was like, shit, they're fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nepotism runs deep. (sighs) Shit, early age too. I mean, it's hey, right that. off the bat, it's, it's they're also like children of other people in the industry, or just rich people in general who like whose kids get bored and they rebel by joining Hollywood. Yeah, right, which perpetuates this ridiculous myth, which we know is dumb anyway, is that people make it out there by being discovered. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest story that I heard about that, uh, which which I actually. I tend to believe, I don't know if he did it on SNL, but it was Chris Hemsworth goes out to, goes out to LA, uh, like at the age of whatever, it's right before he did Star Trek. And he was on the street for like a week until somebody was like, Hey, I need to put you in something. And he just started modeling and then became, <laughs> and then like got into a movie. I don't know if that's entirely true or not, but it's Chris Hemsworth. So I was like, yeah, maybe that'd be the one that would be the one case. Yeah, especially if he was already on the uh, the steroids Thor diet. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Beautiful. The more you know. That's right. Let's yeah. turn it over to Fucking Shelby Foot now. Reference tone to Liber- Location, Memphis, Tennessee. Interview with Shelby Foot. <laughs> Shelby Foot talking about the liver, the liver king. <laughs> Shelby Foot talking about his big break in Hollywood. My, my, uh, my father was a uh, producer extraordinaire. Look at that face. God, you think he's an alcoholic or is he just old? Shelby, my, sure. my father seems to be a, a curious beginning for a war, for a very bloody war. Can you, can you paint it for me? Hey, uh, hey, Shelby. Shelby, I want to give you uh, some questions. <laughs> there was nothing all that yes. uh, unusual Good. about it as a fort. Uh, Ooh, it was a Pentagon, cool. which is kind of interesting. As, as Pentagons nowadays. <laughs> it was... Uh, there's a long history about Flawless how they move victory. from one point to the other and, okay. and all that, but something the unusual thing about it is how it. You can talk about anything, and I would just listen. The bombardment until finally it was just rubble. It was a little bit like what we did to uh, Monte Cassino in Italy. It was uh, became a more effective fortress. The more Actually, they knocked it to there's pieces. a missed opportunity here. He could have. It's a story. I assume Shelby Foot is dead now. Is that fair? Yeah, oh five. Yes. Oh man. Well-known. Yeah, well, he just missed out on the age because he could have made so much money just being a voiceover artist for all these audiobooks that are now prevalent. And I would have learned a lot of... I would listen to him because things that would seem boring to me or maybe uh, there's a barrier that I'm like, oh, I don't not really want to... I don't want to learn about that. I would probably be able to go into that because he would be talking about it. I just, Love that voice. It's so good. I know we're cracking jokes, but seriously, like, I love his voice. Same. Yeah. And when Luke says 05, he means 1905. Like that, that's a ghost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is Shelby Foot in the Bardo. Yeah, that... <laughs> Shelby Foot and Gilbert Gottfried. I would love to see them do a podcast. Yeah, that's, we missed yeah that's the antithesis right there. The opposite yeah. of Shelby Foot Foot is Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> that that guy did not somebody on the underground railroad. What? Is that true story? To me, see, that's a <laughs> Shelby Foot. He, he died in two thousand five. <laughs> All right, fine. No, no, no. Nineteen oh five. Nineteen oh five. Yeah. Well, you know him. Gilbert Gottfried and and he stood there like the house by the side of the road Ernie and Harwell. watched it go by. Struck him off. I'd like to see Ernie Harwell and Shelby Foot presents. That would have been a great show. He Ernie would be the moderator and Shelby would tell stories. It would be great. Oh, it would have been great. Man, I, these people are all dead now. Is there anybody alive that we could do this with? Damn. Yeah, Foghorn Lawhorn. I say, boy, clearly uh, a racist tone uh, to my character, uh, but not uh, Shelby Foot. I'm not saying that. But just Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, a lot of boys thrown around. Yeah. So, oh, Shelby might have been a racist. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing. No, I didn't investigate. I don't know much about Shelby Foot's life, even though I like to listen to him. I haven't investigated him. But he knows a ton about, obviously, these Civil War stories from the Confederate side that he's been handed down. 
So then it made me think, <laughs> well, geez, um, you know, there's what you can have a lot of respect for people who gave their lives for a cause, but then you think about what that cause was. And then you're like, well, uh, it's not too far of a leap to start going in a direction where it's like, well, shit. Yeah. Mike, um, I'll just say, uh, he's as happy. You're going to get all in your face dead. and point out your faults. He's as happy as a dead pig in the sunshine. Hmm. Okay. Well said. Thanks, Luke. Apparently when pigs used to die, uh, the sun would dry out their skin and pull their skin back on their faces, making it look like they were smiling. Genius, genius, genius. Southern idioms. Southern idioms. Thank you, Stephen. You want to know how now I got I ha- these scars? Yeah. Now I've got a whole <laughs> nother thing. I can, I got a whole nother rabbit yes! hole. I, can I got it. I got them at scars.com. <laughs> <laughs> you use promo code is it safe that's right is it safe yep. talk show that's right can't do it hmm okay so uh but do we have any <laughs> we didn't really talk about <laughs> somehow we went right to shelby Fort real quickly with the britney griner trade uh, <laughs> yeah <we're> right <laughs> who, who cares i mean it's all geopolitical bullshit that's fucking stupid you know uh i think if 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 this was done on purpose, I think the smart move was to make her sentence absolutely uh, just bananas. That way uh, you could trade something for nothing. I think maybe that's that was um, the I think that's that was the general idea. But I don't know who who the fuck knows. I, I think it's hilarious that a, like there's what like uh 2.5 million like marijuana offenders still in jail here <laughs> and, and everybody's fucking freaking out about getting Brittany Griner back like CBS had a special report where they had to stop everything in the middle of their dumb morning show to uh you know on every single like local affiliate to say that Brittany Griner was being traded for a fucking terrorist yeah how is and whatever terrorist I don't know you know soldier of fortune I, I don't know what you want to describe him as Wait, yeah, how is this not a lens to look at violent offenders versus marijuana offenders in the United States? Like, yeah. We have arms dealer, and then we have prescribed CBD haver. Yeah. Uh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and the same yeah. thing goes on here. But uh, oh, it's know, hilarious. It's obviously portrayed in the media is like, oh, it's a, it's a backward-ass fucking country over there. Like, people aren't doing the same oppressive shit here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that's the that's like the main two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah how many how many weed yeah. prosecutions does Kamala have under her belt? There you go. No, it's like it's like an amazing story because it can like completely obscure the real issues. You know, uh, nobody ever. Uh, whatever. Well, what am I talking about? <laughs> maybe like maybe that. Brittany Griner thought she was just going to be there for two weeks. You know, and she thought she'd get out and be no big deal. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. I don't know. It didn't turn in. It turned a little longer than that, but yes, of course it is. It's a blight. It's the same old shit, man. Like you think about whenever America judges other countries around the world, and this goes back for hundreds of years now, as long as this country's existed. Hey, we're about you know you're treating your people bad. We don't do that. <laughs> we got a billion examples where we could fall back on it's all hypocrisy oh yeah we're generally the reason it started to begin with on their end too so whatever the fuck oh 
I will say, thank you, Dope I enjoyed Beans, the movie. Support. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I will say that I did enjoy the film that wouldn't exist without Victor Bout. And that was Lord of War, Nicolas Cage and Jared Leto, 2006. Holy shit, that it's film. that guy? It's based on that dude? Yeah, well, yeah, that movie was based on Victor Bout, yeah. What in the... So he's a famous arms dealer? <laughs> yeah. He's like a oh, real hell famous yeah. arms dealer? I didn't even Big have a chance to fucking research. I didn't... <laughs> I guess I didn't really have Hollywood movie, to do that. But yeah. That's already 16 years old. So. He's a movie star. Why are we shipping him back? We need him here. Nicolas Cage played him in a movie, our beloved Nick Cage. So, wow. Just saying. It's not possible that we saying. glorified. It's not possible we glorified uh, arms dealing in that movie, right? Some horrendous Russian accents in that film. I love Lord of War. Like, for <laughs> me, it's a fun watch because it's got some intrigue. And actually, oh, Fantastic it wasn't bad. Opening. You and I talked about this years ass, ago. Yeah, fucked up opening with bullets and child soldiers in Africa and all this real shit that is very real. But then, yeah, it's a complete disgrace to... <laughs> it's an American movie where they didn't want to finance it either, by the way. The fact, the fact that Lord of War did get made was a surprise because nobody wanted to support it because hey, it did make America didn't? look like shit. Who did all the mainstream studios? It got finest. No, no, no. Oh, go, don't, don't twist my arm. Oh, okay, yeah, right. It was an, it was an independent need, source. I'm saying it wasn't a mainstream studio. Yeah, that was, was it, the claim was it the arms dealers? <laughs> the arms probably. Dealers yeah, shit. Victor Bob probably called the guy and said, "Hey, hey, uh, I need a... I can't do a good Russian accent because yeah, if I do a Russian accent, I'm just going to start doing Teddy KJB, and that's what I'm going to do. man, his money." You could also do a checkoff from Star Trek. You could do like, uh, please, sir, oh. can you tell me where we can find the nuclear vessels? <laughs> hey, Anton Yelkin tribute. Rest in power, Anton Yelkin. Oh, yeah. played checkoff in the reboot. Uh, they, they really, he really was a Russian him, uh, Jew. Yeah, and they fucked him in Star Trek by making him say Victor Victor for his part of his oh. class. <laughs> Victor Victor. Computer just yep. didn't understand. Classic At least he was in Green Room, though. That movie's fucking awesome. And I'm on yes, the down Easter Alexa. Wait, did we never talked about how that how that poor kid died? That's just like uh that's like oh, it's the fucking dumbest brutal. It's like the dumbest tragedy of all time. Right? Fucking okay, just so in case anyone time, but like it, in case anyone doesn't know, he put his card in it like it was in neutral or wasn't in park. It was uh on the top of a hill in his his driveway was like inclined or whatever he went to go get the mail and his yeah. his jeep yeah his suv rolled back and crushed him against <laughs> against this gate jesus christ it's not funny it's not funny it's just it's so absurd it's like something you'd see in a fucking tarantino movie or something it's crazy or a sitcom Poor... except the guy wouldn't die in the sitcom right, right of course he would just be god he'd have a couple bruises he had that dumb bandage around his head yeah, yeah. 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 one of those neck braces yeah, yeah, even though the even though the car hit him in the body, he'd have a neck brace. <laughs> yeah. We crack like this. Steve just referenced this. I gotta play it. I gotta play it. It was this we're talking about Anton Yelkin, but he made a quick reference. Ghetto dope. The thing about this song is I I didn't know that it was already I was ignorant. I didn't know that it was the uh, 
make him clap to this. I didn't know that. I learned that later, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little homage. Yeah, is that uh, Rakim? Eric B. and Rakim? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. It's funny because I had a tape when I was 11 years old. It was called, like, uh, Hip Hop's Greatest Hits. It's some stupid-ass uh, collective tape. You know? It was just a mix. like, LL Cool J. We're talking late 80s. It had Mars pump up the volume and LL Cool J. Can't live without my radio. All these, like, and then Eric... B and Rakim were one of the songs on there too, but I didn't hear that one. So it's funny. The older I've gotten, I've learned how much sampling goes on to the original songs and how many original songs I never heard of that I, I just associate with hip hop first and foremost that are real songs like the Isley Brothers from Ice Cube and so many examples. So many examples. Oh, definitely. Uh, Fucking Jizza always sampling the good shit. The gangster, the killer, and the dope dealer. Maybe they sample the good stuff too. So, anyways. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anton Yelkin, rest in power. Good luck out there. Master P, by the way, has become quite the, um, the motivational speaker. He's all about positivity. In fact, one yeah. might call it toxic positivity. He may have gone too far, but that's what his Instagram and all his accounts are about. I ran into one totally random about a month ago and he was just talking about how oh, i made it i'm god and blah, blah. i was like oh shit wow you're in a you're in a different tip than you were 25 Jones years for master p i'm god oh, I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up conspiracy <laughs> theorist <laughs> you're in the cult bro <laughs> making the frogs gay <laughs> I've, there's a show I listen to that has a lot of dumb Alex Jones drops that have nothing to do with anything, so I'm just stealing those. I've heard them, heard them a lot. Heard those plenty of actual times. quotes have anything to do with anything either, right? But no, what, God, uh, what's the Master P? talked about what's him in the, the show, Master P story? Nah, because it's irrelevant. But what's the Master P thing? Irrelevant to what? Alex Jones? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Could... I mean, maybe... Okay, I don't know. Maybe bring up something worth talking about. I don't really know what to talk about with him. Oh, there you go. Oh, that makes sense. Well, there you, that was. Now you've clarified yourself. Well done, Luke. Nice work. I, I don't understand uh, anything. Clarifying is it's irrelevant. I don't to me either. I'm not I, interested. I, it's <laughs> not your fault. I don't even know where we are. That's putting it mildly. I do know that Master P. Yes, he's like a, he's just a positive guy. He he because he's an entrepreneur. He always was, and now he considers himself. I think he's, he's tried to shed somebody. some of the gangster rap image of the. His no limit day. So, so this is Mike. a new way to teach someone how to make a dollar out of fifteen cents. Exactly. Yeah, it's a new exactly. way to fucking. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. He's just taking a new approach. That's all. He learned one way. Well, hey, so, uh, start a crypto. Get some investors. Maybe uh, start an MLM. There's lots of ways you can make a dollar out of fifteen cents. Ooh, MLM. Yeah. There's no but way I will the say music this. industry looks like that. One thing hasn't changed. <laughs> One thing hasn't changed. It's hard to be legit and still pay your rent. That hasn't changed. <laughs> well, I wish I had even like remotely the like a fraction of the Master P references you guys got. That well, was a Tupac uh, reference, technically. One, oh, well, see, yeah, there you go. Hip hop in general, rap, whatever. And the, the only one you really need to remember is if you're moving weight, treat yourself to an Uzi. That is the key. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The first is free. Next time you beat me, you better have 20, G. Lock that in. 
Those are some sage pieces of advice. See, Master P. Oh, and fuck soda. Use B12. That's right. Fuck soda. Use B12. Actually, the test of time. You know what? It it does kind of like awkwardly dovetail a little bit into the uh, like the black misleadership class or the black political class. Um, Have you guys, uh, Steve, have you ever come around uh, This Is Revolution podcast? Uh, I've heard of it. Uh, I don't think I've listened to it. Last episode, I thought you were going here, though. Ah, oh boy, that. So yeah, <laughs> this uh, bl- this is Revolution podcast. Definitely, a phenomenon would be a big, a big like uh, part of their inspiration. You know, clearly these guys know it inside and out. And well, I fucked up. I should be listening, dude. You definitely should. Uh, everybody should actually. The last episode, <gasps> last episode, which I. Th- think dropped yesterday or today was uh phenomenal the first like 30 minutes this guy pascal robert goes on to talk about the what he calls the um kind of black misleadership class or the black political class he kind of like refers to them you gotta get your act together but we just um we just have uh hakeem jeffries who's now again you know you hear this in the mainstream media we get this constantly hey with jeffries quote unquote first black man as you know speaker speaker in the house but he's the minority speaker in the house and so he's the first black man to do it yeah he's a house minority leader so okay great uh i'm sorry he's fucking this identity politics bullshit the the first uh okay the so this guy this guy is the number one recipient of number one recipient of like financial uh the financial industry money um uh money from uh hedge funds etc this guy is already openly uh, has was it was a corporate lawyer, left. yeah, corporate lawyer for Amazon who said he would never bend the knee to democratic socialism. There you go. Yeah. So this this guy is supposed to have the uh, supposed to have the interests of you know uh, working class black people in mind, especially given that uh, I've been living with fucking Jim Clyburn for years. There you go. Exactly. Well, I mean, the, the, the <laughs> point, the point the guy was making point that Pascal Barrow was making was, you know, essentially that there's this fucking veneer in, in politics and at least political perception that, you know, all black people share some form of solidarity and it's obviously a complete fucking joke. There's still a classist element that determines the entire. No, no, no. I can be honest. The project. Yeah, so anyways, ways. Yeah. like when people look, look back at MLK and they hailed him as uh, you know, a civil rights leader, like you never hear any of the shit that he actually wanted to yep. uh, endorse. Yeah. He was a fucking socialist. He's a Marxist and he absolutely. Yeah. Steve elaborate. Just because we uh, don't get this very often here. I mean, we, we try, but we often, uh, <laughs> we ping pong around a bit. If you can't tell, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm probably not the right one to talk about this, but uh, that's putting it just, mildly. If, you are. If, if you look man. at uh, <laughs> if if you read anything that he wrote in his later years, or if you listen to any of his speeches, they are all about uh, the same thing, like uh, working class democratic socialism, uh, mm-hmm. uniting against the powers that be to end war and oppression. And uh, he had some fucking radical ideas and those are never mentioned. It's always just like his radical idea was 
probably racism shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> his his radical idea was a dream. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's angry. Dreamed it. Huh. Yeah, and then you see people like fucking John Lewis, like carrying that fucking banner around for years and 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 then stands in the way of fucking Medicare for all when he could have actually. Well, they had been a murder king when he spoke out on force. Vietnam. That's true. You know they murdered. But then X. they had to murder X. Blame it on Islam. Blame it on Islam. There you go. Okay, I beat you. Thank you. Well done. I'm proud of you. You nailed it. Anyways, but it's true. I mean that that's a funny thing, and like his. What was his big admonition was uh, beware the fucking white liberal. <laughs> it's like hilarious. Yeah. My neighborhood is like every every person that's white in this neighborhood has a sign out in their front lawn that says in this house, we believe in whatever. Yep. Mike's heard me say this before, but it's just the white houses. There's not a single black owner of any house in this neighborhood that's got that fucking sign out front. Yeah, it is just fucking virtue signaling It's disgusting. Screw it. Let's yeah, let them do they it. Stand- you don't yeah, need to say that. Me. Just go out and fucking sh- shovel someone's snow. Help them out. Well, I don't know. Whatever. But you don't need to fucking signal your goddamn virtue to everybody in in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, deli- make sure the fucking FedEx guys he drives by sees your sign. <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, it's another media driven thing. Another. Uh, yeah, it's all fucking. They'll they'll stand with Ukraine because they heard about it because white people were involved. But uh, if people are being starved out and bombed in U.S. warplanes in Yemen that we just gave to yes. the Saudis. Yep. yep. Uh, and then didn't he even get them to uh, push up the uh, the oil production so that we could uh, deal with inflation? That's not really inflation. That's really caused by yeah. And the, that's a fucking hilarious thing because I will fuck you again. like a pig. Pun intended. Bent over <laughs> another I, bent, over, oh. bent over, uh, bent over a barrel. Uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's Christmas time. Grandma got <laughs> bent over by a vein deer. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can you go back to the uh, inflation? That's not really inflation. Can you elaborate on that, please? Uh, yeah, it's uh, fucking fake. It's uh, of course it's fake. Uh, the media would have you believe that uh, inflation is some sort of natural process. When in, actually, what's happening is. There are what four meat packing companies in the entire United States. So if they decide together, uh, the price of steaks is going up. It's going up. Uh, if Amazon decides like we're going to raise every price on everything that we sell, it's going up. And if they all decided together at the same time, which they did, your prices are going up and your wages are not going to go up with them. And that has been the story forever. Real wages haven't increased since the fucking 1960s. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I thought that's what you might be... You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. Yeah, you gotta pay the troll toll. Hell! That's what you gotta... Troll toll! Look, I... also, the Federal Reserve manipulates the market, too. So there's a yeah. whole interweb of shit there between those powers that be, and they control the levers. They can but do it also obscures. It also obscures how. Okay, so it's not necessarily. But people try to put it. Problem. Yeah, they try to put it in these terms with. Well, you know, they give you this economic breakdown on fucking MSNBC. That's a yeah. Five they minute. say, they no, say no, that's that's obviously all nonsense. They say the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates to cure inflation, but it's fucking <laughs> double down austerity. The only yeah, people who are getting right. hurt by higher interest rates are people who want to buy a house. The, exactly. the people who Meanwhile, already they buy just up endless the, bonds, they buy up debt, debt, endless, but they just keep buying up everyone, uh, corporations debt again and again and again and again. They did that. Yeah. Dude, just it, 
it, I think it probably helps to just consider or at least remind yourself that it's just like a casino, man. That the house always fucking wins, and uh, you're also, you know, hey, listen, it's a big club, and we're not in it. That's always if it doesn't. Honestly, if it doesn't serve profit, then capitalism isn't serving its uh, its like purpose. So it's not it's not some like wacky fucking out from left field, <laughs> uh, you know, pie in the sky fucking crazy uh, ramblings of some like you know. No, it's Master P. If it ain't about it's money, literally it ain't about me. Yeah, but see, and that's exactly. exactly that's exactly why I brought up the the black black music leadership class and all that because you've got people like Killer Mike also who are out there talking about black uh black people need to be like more business owners and they need to be the entrepreneurs and all that which is which Mm -hmm. is insane to me because he seems to understand that there is a fundamental contradiction at the base of like capital and its relation to uh the working class yet at the same time the only thing he's trying to change things through the system without changing the system which is it seems that exactly even though he understands it the tokenist reformist attitude that fucking Martin Luther King Jr. literally said was going to be the fucking end of the movement. He's also a wealthy and guy, though, man. People get wealthier. Well, exactly. Man. They, of course. They lose. Of course. That's what he's going to say. He's a wealthy guy. He's a fucking millionaire. So he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck about the the, the communities right. that he actually. He's trying to. He's, I don't know about what, that. What's he going to do? These well, are gonna he's trying to say. Okay. We're going to be like, I don't know what I was All right, saying. No, no. Hold on. I do know what I'm saying. He's going to put money into what, like uh, black owned banks. Okay, cool. He's going to put money into what he's doing is putting money into a system of capital that is based on exploitation. He does care about his community, but it just seems like uh, the credit that maybe I was giving him and other people were giving him through his like song lyrics were like, oh, this guy's like, he really does see the problem and maybe he's challenging capital at its base, but he's not at all because he's always been part of that system, which is part of. He also loves Bill Maher, Realism, Luke, which so, you you will hate. He loves Bill Maher. No, he's I, been on I Bill Maher's show a lot. And they're buddies. I know that. No, I know that. And he was on the fucking rundown as well with him or Club Random or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> And and like that's the thing. It's a fucking dick sucking fest. It's he doesn't represent he doesn't represent the uh the liberation of like his community at all. He represents How do I get the tickets to the dick sucking fest. I don't know. I guess I know. um where do you get them? Are they on sale? Exclusive? I think you have to I think you measure the radius. Ticketmaster like promo code. <laughs> get to be in a fan club to get like a promo code ahead of time. I'm not sure. That's a good question though, Steve. I'm gonna have to. Wow. Unless Chris Rock, maybe him or Will Smith knows the answers because usually one no, of those I guys know was... everything. Yeah, I thought it was like an amusement park ride. The, oh, the, the dick, dick sucking, sucking contest. Yeah. Oh, the dick sucking fest. Is it it's, dick um, sucking fest or a contest? That's what I, I need to know. If it's just it's a, a it's overall the shape festival. of a... Luke. Luke said fest, so I thought it was like three oh, days of just uh, okay. All right. You know. Uh, well, it's not a basically, uh, basically, it's um, you, you put your money in, uh, and and then it becomes an Ouroboros of one dick going into the other, and then <laughs> you can't get out because there's no exit. Let's see, what, let's just see what happens here. I'm gonna play two minutes. Of this. I haven't even previewed this. This is Killer Mike on real time. Looks like three years ago. Let's just see what they say. A snake eating its own shark butt. Mike, so glad you're here. Glad to be here. Are you representing there? Uh, is this that, is, or... uh, man, this is, in, in, Max, I know we're going to get around and talk about capitalism some point. Well, um, okay. a couple kids sent yes. me a big and tall streetwear brand called oh, Grand. So okay. they're chubby. They oh, figured boy. chubby kids could buy expensive shoes. So Can't I believe you said capitalism right off the bat. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's even funnier. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, all right, I got a I can't believe Bill Maher's going with the Owen with Wilson. Wow. That's all in the <laughs> Jay-Z has partnered with the NFL. That's putting him I understand there. Robert Kraft is the one who brought them together. years. Isn't that amazing? Because yeah, he's, he's got, an owner. Got meek free, got jerked off. <laughs> Real, that's <laughs> funny, actually. But if, just to recall, this was the time when NFL was trying to bring more uh, after the Colin Kaepernick fallout, the blackballing, they want to bring Jay-Z aboard, which Jay-Z did come aboard to try to be like the, how would you describe it, Steve? Uh, it was, they were trying <laughs> yeah. to like adopt. Take, take the bait, Steve. Steve. No, 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 seriously. Like, I don't even know. Like, they were, I mean, he follows sports like I do, so he can help me on this. It was like, hey, bring Jay-Z in. He's going to give us street cred or something. I don't even yeah, know. It was they're weird. White, they're whitewashing it yeah. except with black people. Yeah, it's, he's uh, going to be the brand ambassador for the NFL. Thank you, brand Just ambassador. Just the same way, like, and and to tie it back to celebrity earlier, like, th think about the name Rooney Mara. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just watched it's a literally tattoo the other day. Yeah, but that movie should have never been made because the first three with Newbie Rapace were fucking perfect. Nothing needed to change. They remade it. Like as a fucking passion project for like a, the the scion fucking fail son girl of uh, two two NFL owners, uh, yeah, the Rooney's and the Maras, Pittsburgh and uh, the Giants. Fucking garbage. Wait a minute, she's named after both because Rooney Mara. Did they name her after the Rooney's? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's part. a true I mean, fact. I know she's a Mara. I know she's Amara, but I didn't know. She... Wow. Like, is that Holy her shit. stage name? Or what? How gross is that? Oh. How gross. incestuous That's is fucked that? Up. The Roonies were one of maybe one, the only possible NFL ownership group I could think of that maybe wasn't god awful. And that really bums me. Out. Yeah. You know what's, you know what's really this surprising? Is, this is, the fact is, this that is my daughter, Carnegie Vanderbilt. Yeah. Car <laughs> Carne Carne well, there's Vanderbilt. Kate Mara and Rooney Mara. There's two yeah, Mara sisters yeah. who are Amazing Hollywood sisters, actresses. Both sisters got famous. I wonder how that fucking happens. It's not, Anyways, let's see what else Killer Mike has to say. one was talented and the other just... All in line with rapper shit. <laughs> you know you like that one. <laughs> I don't know what they're laughing okay. about. So no the, insult, though. I like right. Mr. Crap. But uh, the internet wow, is crazy. Yeah. Like uh, Beyonce's sister in an elevator. <laughs> I mean, because... Of course, it w we had the Super Bowl, and, yeah. and Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job in the oh, NFL. And cool. there was a lot of pressure from a lot of people saying, "You oh, are the maroon the, five." It's like I'm controlling the, the crowd game, to this but video. They got shit for doing it. Some people <laughs> stayed away. Some people are now saying that Jay Z is giving NFL cover. Eric Reed, he's a he's a Pro Bowler for the yeah, Panthers. He said it looks like your goal, talking to Jay Z, was to make <laughs> millions by assisting the NFL in burying Colin's career i don't agree with that but i want your take i don't agree with that um, but i want your take being a black american is a terrible question right and i navigated because i was raised in atlanta so an atlanta super bowl came last year i stood up in one of the meetings and i raised hell about there not being a social climate involved meaning um i said at least you could have 12 kids shadow producers and learn how to produce a show we have an arts and theater school that outcast came out of tri-city these aren't bad My ideas school, Frederick Douglass high school arts program 
I was like, simple as that. You can do that, right? I saw no, how there, there was a uh, political turn pulled out years ago. It's like, I'm um, just going to turn this into something I want to talk about. get much cheaper, right? Exactly. Um, ah. Are we still talking about Jay-Z? Yeah, yeah, he didn't really answer the question at all. You're right. <laughs> okay, whatever. Turn this shit off. I can't see Anyways. Yeah, Bill, Bill Maher. Fucking... But he's oh, so excited. Luke's going to go so off. Excited. Here we go. Hold on. He's so excited. That's when, he gets a, when he gets a black guest to agree to all of his fucking misconceptions of the way the economy works, the world works, or his, he's just boomer, he's just his boomer sickness. He, I don't know if he, I think he legitimately thinks that he's right at this point. I think maybe he might have been slightly more radical when he was younger, but that was just basically part of the rite of passage. Like, oh, you got to rebel a little bit, right, yo? And now he just loves having uh, black people on to to shill for the system to actually like basically give him cover so that he can he can act like he's a fucking friend of everybody and that you know his no, worldview actually matters. No, he well, really does he like wants to, to be shield friends himself, of specific uh, people. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge Islamophobe. So like, uh, mm-hmm. anytime he can shield his Islamophobia behind a black person, he's very happy to do it. Oh, absolutely. Well, or or I'm, his, I'm surprised so. he hasn't had uh, Kanye on. I know. I, honestly, uh, I would not be surprised if that happens in the next two weeks. <laughs> it's got to, right? It has yeah. to happen in the next two yeah. weeks. You said it, man. So. Fuck boomers. <laughs> Shout out Eric Allen. Fuck boomers. Boomers, I hope y'all die. Fuck my parents. <laughs> Fuck boomers. So good, Eric. We need more cuts like this. Fuck boomers. Fuck boomers. Fuck my parents. Fuck all you boomers. I hope y'all die. What if my mom or dad ever listened to this once? I don't think they have. Not this show, anyways. I know my dad listens to one other show. Dad, I love you, but you know, boomers, they fucked up. Mistakes yeah. were made. See you later. <sighs> See you later. Fuck you, Dad. Hey, <laughs> fuck you, Dad. <laughs> hey, am I calling in sick? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, our buddy John Scott here, who is still very much part of the show, we're just having a fun time because we wanted to have Steve on, and Steve's been kind enough to come on the show and talk with us here. We have one email, but I'm going to save that for Scott on Sunday because it's really about Scott, so... We'll just forget that one. I wish we had more emails. But if you guys want to email the show about Steve's appearance here, and uh, we could have him on again, and we could do this again, because this has been fun. Is it safe? Pod at gmail.com. But Steve, Scott wanted to do a show that was dedicated to just fat record stuff, because he, he wanted to like go back in time and just play songs and talk about how awesome some of them Ooh. were, and that would be fun still. I think we should still do that at some point. I, I would do that. I love Screw 32, See? baby. Screw 32. A, nice reference. There you go. Yeah. Jesus. A, there's a, I actually put this on the other day and I thought of you because I realized that there was a time in my life where this was a massive deal. And uh, yeah. This was huge. Mendoza. Fucking mustard plug all the time. <laughs> like there was a period. I've minimized it. I've minimized it in my life. I have. But like mustard plug, I, I would skank out and go crazy at their shows. I really would. I definitely did that. 
<laughs> there it is. Steve's beating off Yellow the mustard, mustard bottle right now. So, yeah. Or maybe you prefer the more tender. Well, this one's a little more of a... Oh. Anyways, mustard plug was a big deal. Fucking face, fucking prop, fucking plug. So. Right? Face, prop, plug. Scott died, though. Scott died very quickly. It wasn't just us, right? It just died. Oh, you said Scott died. I thought you said Scott died, and I was going to say Scott died, and it happened very quickly. Yeah. So. All of these shows. Scott. I mean, good God. How many? How many episodes we got on our belts? And and Matt was a really good uh, Catholic apostate. So, I'm I'm glad I've had. Uh, yeah, he was. You know, <laughs> capable substitute hosts this yep. entire time. Absolutely. Anyway, Scott was fun once. So. <laughs> All right, uh, anything else, guys? Any final commentary here? Steve, I mean, this is your chance to be on the show. Is there anything you want to get off your chest before we wrap it up? I don't think so. Uh, I just wanted to yell at Luke about Interstellar. That's it. <laughs> we definitely did that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like it. You know, definitely. Steve, Steve knows I like to. In, in a Shelby foot voice. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> you yes. know, I, every once in a while, I think, when we get an email and somebody asks us a question, I'm like, man, I'm way out of my depth here. Uh, I wish I had, you know, Steve or, you know, somebody else. We did have one about whether or not the world is a simulation. And I would actually have loved to uh, heard. Oh, fuck. Steve, Steve, no, we're not doing that now. We can't do that now. But I, at the moment, I was like, man, maybe we should, maybe we should collect some emails. Well, and, I would hear a taste. You know, of we bring, yeah. bring people back, you know, and, and have them. I'd like to get a teaser of what Steve has to say about that. If Steve, you have any commentary, I'm willing to hear something. I'm just going to give you a spoonerism and say, uh, Boko's (laughs) rascalisk. Okay. I don't even, I don't know what that means. I'll lock it in though. Um, It's, 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 uh, Roko's basilisk. We can talk about it another time. I I guess there was one more thing. I remember, uh, there was an episode way back where like Luke was advocating for, means testing MacArthur fellowships like on a technocratic <laughs> gradient. And, <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking to myself that it was some sort of warped Craig T. Nelson Mandela effect. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this Luke talking? What's happening? <laughs> is this an amateur lapse or a prolapse? <laughs> uh, was that, uh, anyway. <laughs> what was that uh was that was that Kai? Uh, I can't Kaz Suzuki had the prolapsed that. anus. Remember that? Oh God! <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't remember. He was. I think he was the astro. Ka- Kaz? I don't know. I can't. Oh, remember Kaz Suzuki. Name, yeah, yeah. yeah. Second prolapsed basement. butthole. Ooh. I don't know about that. That, that did not yeah. show up in the. Uh, oh no! <laughs> on the injury list report. <laughs> it was an anal fissure. Is what it was. It was an anal fissure. That's oh. exactly what it was. Remember that. You and I talked about that. That was a long time ago. That's a super deep cut, but that did happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kazuki uh, anal giant Fisher. fucking doopers. Oh, just a massive shit. Yeah. Too many painkillers. <laughs> you know. Shit out of pint NBA size. Playoffs glass of shit. It's a bubble. Yeah. I mean, you don't know anything about shitting out a pint size glass of poo, do you, Steve? Not at all. <laughs> Never happened. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Guys, this has been fun. Steve, it's been great. Let's do it again. And I'm so glad we actually did it, too. Everybody showed up, and we talked, and we did our part here. So this was just a fun episode of Is It Safe? We're not replacing Scott. We just wanted to get on and shoot the shit with Steve, who we think is uh, 
first of all, he's a dear old friend that we love dearly, and uh, he's got a lot to offer. So, well, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. I don't think it's really a, a negative in any way. Do you guys? Message! <laughs> I don't think it's a negative in any way. You that don't think message, I'm a negative? So. I don't. Oh, actually, we always close this the show not with a, a song, negative. Steve. No, this Would you like positive. to pick a song for us to close with? We always close the show with a song. So, you know, what song would you like us to play to close out the show to share with people or that represents you? Whatever direction you want to take it in. Who gives a shit? I, uh, I think this show's a little low on uh, Lady Energy and Boom Bap Hip Hop. So let's go with Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down, Meticulous Bird of Prey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Holy shit balls. Tao and the get down, stay down. Tick. Birds of prey. Meticulous bird of prey. Meticulous bird of prey. All right. I'm I'm working on it. Stand by here. Tango Hotel Alpha Oscar. There it go. This is a bit of a... Nope. Oh, God. You know, it's funny. You know what sucks is... Birds of prey. Yeah. You know, the thing is... Spotify has become such a standard and there's so many songs that aren't on there that are just lost to history, which I don't think about enough. And it really bums me out because I didn't want, I never wanted to go that way. I didn't want my life to be like this, but it really is now. So (laughs) I've fallen into this trap where I've got so many playlists that I've built that I don't want to let go of Spotify, but (sighs) I don't know. I'm just rambling. So. You know, I'm trying to find... Is this on YouTube? Because I'm having a hard fucking Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Meticulous bird of prey, right? Yes. Yes. Is there any chance... Uh, it's just called meticulous bird. Sure. Tower in the get down, stay down? That's right. All right, let's see if this is the one right here. Let's get a nice commercial first for uh, Glenn this Fittick. Is this is apropos. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Glenn Fiddick commercial on my YouTube ever. No, I, I, I don't drink at all. <laughs> there it is. It's, it must have heard Steve's voice. There it is. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to Steve for joining us on the show. If you have any commentary, it's safepod at gmail.com. Thanks, Steven.
bird of prey. Now I perch above you, meticulous bird of prey. Why didn't I?